Francisco. <sighs> you beautiful, sweet, gray city by the bay. Good morning. Good morning, San Francisco. Hello. 
Wonderful to be here again. Oh, it's so nice to be back. So nice to be back and under this just dense fog of gray this a, morning. A real blanket of fog. A real blanket is indeed, yeah. 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 Kind of cozy. Yeah, don't get out from under the covers. No, don't. <laughs> no. Unless it's to get into a very thick wool sweater. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> unless the coffee is already hot. Oh, yeah, unless you got to teach your cat or dog how to make coffee for you. Oh, my gosh. Living the life. It's the first thing I want the robots to learn how to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. What well, is a beautiful San Francisco morning? If you like fog, uh, we're broadcasting live from the Mission District from the corner of 16th and Valencia at Manny's. Good morning. And uh, we're, here, we're here all morning. We're here till 9.30 a.m. taking you from under the cover till after coffee on BFF.FM, the greatest radio station in the history of time and space. Mm, that it is. Uh, we got a great show for the folks today. Oh, we do? Yeah. Squawk. <laughs> Squawk. <laughs> I'm really excited about this guest. I was thinking if I could do a good bird impression, and I can't. I don't know, man. You got two hours to, uh, to, to, to hone it in. in. Okay, okay. So who are we talking to? So we're talking to Judy Irving, who is the director of The Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill, yes. uh, a very famous film yes. about San Francisco that is now yes. 20 years old and playing yes. at the Roxy all week long. So stoked on this conversation. Uh, it's been playing at the Roxy for the last week, and they were like, this is too good. Let's keep it going. Let's yeah. run it back. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Uh, and this is not the only thing she's directed, either. She's got a whole bunch of films that have kind of a similar take on the interaction between humans and nature, and I can't wait. Morning. What a fun thing to be sort of sitting at. I know. Getting to share inspiration with people through the medium of film at uh, just such a cool angle. Yeah. I'm so excited. Nancy! And it's like, it's our favorite, uh, it, it's our city bird, our city yeah. animal. It's our city animal, and we're mere steps from the Roxy right now. We could go get in line for the first showing of the day. Mm -hmm. You could throw a rock and hit the Roxy, and I'm not even very good <laughs> at throwing rocks. <laughs> I think you're a fine rock starter for what it's worth. I don't know. If you asked me to throw a rock and hit the rocks here right now, I'd be slightly nervous. I think the question is, could you throw some bird seed in that general direction? Oh, yeah. You could just, like, toss some. Why do we not have bird seed here? Everywhere. <laughs> we need the Phoenix and Chalico, the SF and Bloom of bird seed. There we go. There we go. Well, hey, should I give the folks the weather, let them know what the day is going to look How like? How thick of socks to put on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Weather is thick socks. It's cold out here, man. We're, we're on the corner again, 16th and Valencia. As you can hear, uh, the city is waking up, and I've got thick socks on. I know. How many layers are you wearing? Um, three, but I have, like, my thick wool jacket on. Yeah, I got three with, like, a jacket that's pretty much all the way zipped up. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, buttoned up today. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the cummerbund. <laughs> the bow tie. Radio <laughs> professionals over here. Okay, so what's the weather going to be like today? Current temperature is 50 degrees outside here Feels in the generous. Mission District. Yeah, it's a very generous Feels generous. <laughs> this person is biking by us in a full kit, and they've got the balaclava on uh -huh. as well, if that gives you any indication. Yeah. So balaclava spotted on Valencia this morning. Several already. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> okay, so 50 right now. Uh, looking at a high today of 60 degrees. Um, today is the last day of no rain before... Next Friday, the 26th, I am wow. seeing a half inch of rain tomorrow, a half inch of rain Saturday, a full inch of rain Sunday, a little bit of rain Monday, a little bit of rain Tuesday, a little bit of rain Wednesday, maybe rain Thursday, and then Friday is the 
next time we have no rain on, on the horizon. All right, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm into this uh, rainy weather that's coming up. Stock up on whatever you need to get cozy today. Today's totally. the day to go run that errand. That's a great call. Yeah, run the errand today and uh, go put out some more uh, native wildflower seeds today. Yeah. Got a great opportunity to you know grow some plants. Oh yeah, make the earth happy today. Absolutely. Uh, it's gonna be cloudy just about all day today. A pretty uh, standard San Francisco foggy day. Mm -hmm. The sunrise today was just a few minutes before our show started at 7:24 a.m. and the sunset, the magic hour. Do you want to take a guess? Ooh, I am gonna guess sunset today is at. Okay, let's think. So it's, what's the date today? The 18th? 18th. 5.18. Correct! Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Burrito Justice, for that tip. I keep checking it every day to be like, maybe the Earth is going to switch it up on us. And nope. Nah, not today. Whatever the date is, is the sunset time. Uh, love it. Uh, so, okay, 5.18. I can, I can deal with that. I can go run some errands at the end of the day. Go load up on maybe some, I don't know, maybe some sourdough waffle battery, mm. batter, uh, maybe some English muffins. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some San Francisco muffins. I'm going to Rainbow today to stock up on flour, so I'm with Ooh, you. Are you doing some bread this weekend? You know it. Yeah, of course you yeah, are. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, hey, can I request a song? I already got it pulled up for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Say, what, what do you want to tell us about it? I want to play the song Last Bart about the Last Bart Train and the band that filmed the music video on the Last Bart Train. I love this. Business Casual is the band, and uh, here's Last Bart on BFF.FM. Help. 
I sleep on the brain. Last part. I almost miss my train. Last part. Close my eyes for a time. Last part. Woke up at the end of the line. I'm on the last part. There's fried chicken in my seat. Last part. What a tasty treat. Last part. You want a bite of this meat? Last part. Last part. I think this guy's on PCP. Last part. You think he's got some for me? Last part. I want to take a wild ride. Last part. And we can ride all night on the last part. to the garbage wet with rain Last part. There was vomit on the floor Last part. Baby, tell me more How come they get everything? The last, last part. part And all we get is the pieces The last, last part. part Let's give our siblings funky. some pieces Last part I like it We can ride all night on the last bars That was Last Bart by Business Casual. Morning. Oh, yeah. Got to get good coffee sounds for the new year. Absolutely. Woo. Had a good New Year's New Year interaction as well. Someone just walked up to us, fist bumped us, and said, I love your cafe. <laughs> Thanks. We'll take it. We'll take it. He said, I'll see you later. Yeah. And we said, sounds good. <laughs> All right, San Francisco, let's have a sip of coffee. It is chilly out there. That it is. Morning. Let's take a sip on the count of three. Why, uh, do you think San Francisco is ready for a sip? Uh, I'm not taking this sip unless half of San Francisco is ready to take a sip with me. Huh. I think so. I think so. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Count of three. One, two, and... We are. We're sipping coffee live. We're sipping coffee on the radio live. Ooh. Yeah, we're just talking about good things in San Francisco. Awesome. Yeah, you got any, uh, what, any good news for a Thursday morning for the people of San Francisco? Say that again? I guess I'm really, I didn't come prepared, I guess. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> next week, next week. Next week, walk by and say hi to us. We're here most Thursdays. Yeah. I'm just getting my uh, uh, my tire fixed. Ah. Was, uh, so that's good. That's nice. good. Yeah, fresh tire. Uh, bike tire? No, no, no. Car tire. Car tire. Yeah, I was a little bit uh, worried because I, I have a, I'm a private chef, and I have a uh, I have a gig today in Concord. And so then uh, right, I just, just went to Rainbow and, and picked up you know supplies, and then I get a flat tire. And then it's like after it's too late, and... Yeah. So I got to get down. I went to Big O Tire and oh, I'll come back at 11. I'm like, Ugh. what are you picking up at Rainbow that's in season right now that you're excited to cook with? Um, let's see here. Uh, well, basically, it's like root vegetables are kind of like what's going on. That's that's kind of what, uh, you know, if you want to make a salad, nice crunchy salad, those, uh, anything that grows in the ground, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's far away from the freeze. That's a good point. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's good. Some, yeah, so I'm doing like a, I'm doing a, uh, and then things like kale and, uh, Radicchio, that kind of thing. Radicchio is always like good in the wintertime. Yeah. So a nice winter salad, shaved parsnips, uh, fennel, uh, some uh, jimka, and uh, three kinds of uh, radicchio. 
<laughs> All nice. right. Hey, what a meal. Someone is in luck later today. That sounds like a wonderful meal. Cool. Well, uh, we hope the tire gets patched up well and that the meal goes uh, smoothly and you get on over to Concord just fine today. Thank you. And your voice is like butter. <laughs> you do that really well. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Have See a good one. All right, I know what I'm shopping for at Rainbow now. There it is, San Francisco. Yeah. A chef walks up and tells us what we should be buying at Rainbow right now. It's like that's why we do the show on the street. That's exactly why. Gosh, that was perfect. Uh, I love it. Also, you just never know, because he walked by, uh -huh. and again, like a moth to the flame, uh -huh. about uh -huh. 10 seconds later, came back. <laughs> and I'm, I love it. I'm glad to have that interaction with that individual. All right. Okay. Who do you think the first person was? Who do you think woke up this morning and said, I got I to gotta tweet in or toot in or say hey to roll over easy in some way? Who do you think that person was? Uh, I'm going to guess Thomas Rogers. Oh, you are exactly yes. right. Thomas. Wrong button. Thomas. <laughs> Hello, Thomas Rogers. Let me pull this up. Thomas, earlier I saw a photo. I was like, oh, this is definitely the earliest of the day. It says, good morning from Caltrain number 302. Mm. Got a first class seat today in the old car, upper level, double facing singles. He's got the train emoji, the coffee emoji, and the smiling emoji. Those old trains are so unique how they have that space in the middle that's, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like a loft. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. I get it. First class seat. Yeah. Do you ever feel that way? Like when you're uh, maybe taking the J or something like that, or maybe on BART, you're, you're like your preferred seat. If you, the first one in the car, mm -hmm. it's fresh mm -hmm. and clean. Where are you sitting? I'm a back of the bus type of guy, but on the J, if we're talking about the J specifically, mm -hmm. it's one of the seats that faces Dolores Park. So either forward be. going inbound has to be or backwards going outbound. That's I'm what with I'm you looking on that. for. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I think that uh, those seats are very, very good. Uh, mm. On BART, I like to be next to the window, yeah. facing the direction the train is moving. Oh, and yeah. Either either side. I think both sides of the train can have beautiful views. But uh, Thomas, really nailing it this morning. Looks mm. beautiful out there, Thomas. And hello. Yeah. Also hanging out with us, two-time Usenix Lifetime Achievement Award winner and Cron Rider, Jeff Botzinger. Hello. Morning, Jeff. Sends in uh, two great shots, one uh, saying good morning, and then an update right after that. Beautiful sunrise happening just above the clouds this morning. Mm. I, wonder how, uh, I wonder how thick these clouds are, because from here, we, you know, sometimes you, you get a little bit of a glimmer of blue behind the gray. Yeah. No glimmer of blue no, this morning. No, it's just straight gray. It's, yeah, there's nothing, nothing bluish about it. Yeah, yeah. That said, uh, someone else chiming in this morning, Stephanie Deppa. Stephanie. Hello. Good morning, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie chimes in with this purple color I was telling you, you about. You were. You told me this is beautiful. <laughs> so when Sequoia pulled up today, I was like, did you see the sky this morning? This is gorgeous, Stephanie. And Stephanie, the color I was describing to him was the exact color that you captured here. Uh, so I'm glad that your inner sunset backyard got our beautiful light this morning. And it also looks like a great place for Milo to romp around in. Oh my gosh. Look at that. There's like got to be all sorts of bugs back there to catch. Shout out to the inner sunset. What a great little neighborhood. I love it. And uh, yeah, looking looking great out there. So good morning to Stephanie, Ross, and of course Milo. <laughs> also hanging out with us this morning, Mac. Yes, that Hello. Mac. Roll over easy. Uh, Mac says, good morning. Mugshot and farewell to the 35 Eureka. My last day doing this route for a while. Have a great show. Oh man, Mac, the 35 has been lucky to have you. I even saw some Absolutely. of your writers uh, commenting on how great you were, the poems that you had for them. 
incredible. Yeah. Mac is like, if we could just replicate what he does on all the buses in San Francisco, I think it'd solve a lot of problems. I mean, I don't know which ones, but there would be problems that we had that were like, no, it's not a problem anymore. Oh, I'll give you one. Great. One of the big things with uh, SFMTA is always like, how do we fund, you know, the things we need to do? And they yeah. have to go before the voters and they have to get like essentially two thirds of all of the voters have to approve whatever Muni is trying to do. Mm hmm. If every driver was like Mac, you know they'd get close to 90%. Maybe 100 people would say, I want more of this in my town. That's a really good point. Make Mac the foremost ambassador for Muni. Absolutely. Give him whatever line he wants. I know there's a whole seniority and all of that, but like, just give him whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mac, one of the poems that I saw that got posted yesterday that you had shared was, uh, I hit a bee on Motive Street, oh. <laughs> and that poem is up in my kitchen, and I, I read it. it and laugh at it fairly regularly. I keep Max's poems around my house yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, they're just so good. Tape a poem somewhere in your house. You won't be disappointed. You're never upset about reading such great poetry, especially homegrown poetry here in San Francisco. Oh, absolutely. The 35. What a treat. <laughs> Uh, Jeff also says, does anyone else have a cron job to remind them to tune in to roll over easy, or is that just me? <laughs> uh, tr real talk, I always got to look up the syntax for these. The 25 always, the 25 throws me off. I have no idea what that's all about. <laughs> the 7, I get, oh, the 25 is minutes after, then 7 hours, and then every fourth day of the week is when that happens. Okay. What's the T in the script, though? He's got You're a script file. the wrong guy. R-O-E-T. R-O-E, tune in, <laughs> roll over easy. Anyway, no crons for me, but all, all, a lot of other random scripts, Jeff. Uh, a good morning also goes out to Andy Welfy. Andy, good morning. Good morning, Andy. S says, I was at dinner at a restaurant in NYC yesterday evening, and they just randomly played your opening theme song. <laughs> Random and cool. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Love it, and good morning, Andy. Uh, Andy, there is a, a Korean grill around the corner from my house, and I was walking by one night, and they were playing the song, and I had the same chuckle of how, what just wonderful serendipity it was. I've, I've also had this happen to me somewhat recently <laughs> in the past several months out to dinner with my wife, and they're like, I recognize this song. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that we're responsible, but if we play this song... 52 times a year for 10 years. Every year, Spotify rap is like, you love this song again. It's like, I don't think it was this year, but many other years has been my number one most listened to. Morning. Listen As to it should song. be. How's hey, how are you? Doing good. I've passed you guys a couple times. Hadn't gotten the chance to chat. Uh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you're just... Just sitting up here, just podcasting from the corner. Uh, we're live on the radio right now, radio right and now. we're uh, broadcasting good news about San Francisco for two hours. Just blatantly optimistic stuff. Sure. Love it, love it. Okay. Yeah, what's uh, what's some good news for folks on this Thursday morning? What are you excited about, or what's what's going on in your world? Yeah, uh, well, uh, besides the fact that it's not raining right now, which is pretty nice, but that's, that's really <laughs> not a negative. It's not a positive. But uh, I'm very psyched to be working on a Burning Man sculpture. Uh, uh, just up the street from here, actually, it's a little workshop. Uh, the Upside, they're a great joint. Cool. And um, yeah, it's just uh, a piece. I had an idea that came to me while I was actually just at a, uh, a workshop on submitting a letter to Burning Man mm -hmm. for your letter of intent for sculpture. Um, yeah. Came to me, uh, started working on it, and I'm, I'm just loving it, moving full forward with it. Never did any sculpture before. Huh. It's uh, fully interactive with LEDs. I've never programmed LEDs before. Love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, all about it. Love it. That sounds fantastic. I love the ambition of that. Uh, make a large piece of art, contribute to the community, and do something with lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the interactive element that you're describing? 
Uh, well, the piece itself is um, it's called, uh, I don't have the name for it yet, uh, but the interactive element is uh, actually people can record messages and send it to ideal beings that they've never met. So the interactive element is uh, something that they can just record and send any message that they want. Cool. And then when they send it, uh, which actually means it's deleted, uh, there will be uh, LEDs showing a pattern moving across these angel wings that it uh, will have constructed mm -hmm. uh, that symbolize it being sent out into the ether. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to seeing that in an upcoming Jackrabbit Speaks email. Oh, that'll be great, and thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that note. I'll see if I can get that in there. <laughs> Are you all going to Burning Man yourselves, or? Uh, perhaps. Have you been before? I have. Okay. I have not. Okay. The art. The art is by far the the art in writing bikes between large pieces of art is by far my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. So That's, looking forward to seeing this one out there. It's gigantic. I'll say too, like um, you know, if you don't want to get to the big Burning Man, people sometimes don't know that there's smaller regional ones throughout the year that you can check out. Nice. I saw a piece this morning uh, on my way here along JFK, the big entwined sculpture. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just, uh, just impressive. Totally. Well, we wish you the best of luck in your construction today, and thanks for stopping by to say hello. For sure. You all too. Cheers. Have a great morning. Have Catch a good one. Yeah. I oh, love it. So many folks just coming to chat today. I love it. Uh, also love the ambition of programming some LEDs. Never done it before, but like, I have a vision. I'm doing this. Oh, so good. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kudos. Who knew there was like a, a big studio around here too? Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking maybe like Engine Works. No, no, no. He said like. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. He said something different. Out, out or something that I hadn't. Yeah. I hadn't I didn't heard catch it before. Either. Yeah. Uh, why? Well, again, just this is why we're out here. <laughs> Have these great interactions. If you have something you're cooking, something you're building, whatever it is, come on through to Roll Over Easy. We're out here. Come chat with us. Oh, goodness. Uh, who else is hanging out with us this morning? Peter Hartlaw. Hey, Peter. <laughs> he says, so glad Judy Irving is coming on. Wild Parrots at the Roxy is the new Barbenheimer. You heard it here first. <laughs> and that's coming from San Francisco's culture critic. Uh huh. The uh -huh. person that looks at culture and goes, I can speak eloquently about this in a Absolutely. critical sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Peter says, go see the Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill. Go see the Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill. And uh, Peter and Heather were just at the Roxy with the director oh. uh, and I was like ah oh, darn I missed it but the director is coming back I want to say I think this app she'll tell us I'm sure yeah. but uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll have more chances is what I'm getting at oh great very cool well absolutely love it and um, yeah good morning to you as well Peter also hanging out with us this morning my friend your friend our friend Posey Hello. Posey and Claire Claire says good morning it's a good day to stay snuggled up in your with your favorite blanket Claire, strong agree. Yeah. Stay stay under the covers today. Morning. Uh, we didn't note this, but the last gentleman that we were chatting to, he was on a scooter, uh -huh. and he had very thick gloves on yeah. and a very thick jacket, and it was like, you feel like you're appropriately dressed. This individual riding by in just a t-shirt, however, is probably very chilly. That scowl was for a reason. Yeah, they were uh, scowling while riding down the center bike, and it wasn't just because of the location of the yeah. bike lane. <laughs> What level of boldness do you need to look outside and see the sweater back? Like, T-shirt. Man, just a plain white shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Not even a long sleeve. No. Yeah. yeah there's a lot going on there. <laughs> I, if we had had a rollover easy long sleeve for him here, 
I would I have given it to him. I still can't find them, by the way. Oh, they're in my house. Oh! Yeah, yeah, I, I have this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, Sorry, were you looking for that? Yeah, we got a DM asking for one. Oh, gosh, and I, I got like, racked my brain, and I was like, I can't find them. I got them. I got Okay, them. all right. Will you look at our Mastodon DMs? Yeah. I think it's uh, Kala. If you need a long sleeve rollover easy shirt, <laughs> I have got you covered. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. <laughs> Wow, I'm so glad we could check that box today. <laughs> All right. Soldrew, hello and good morning, says. Good morning, rollover is the two Panatone mugs. And, uh, you know, this shot was 23 minutes ago, and it's pretty gray over there in the hate. Yeah. I think it's gray everywhere today. I think you're probably right. You know, looking at some webcams around the city and county, actually just looking at fog.today. Mm. Very, very foggy. Looking at the Mark Hopkins webcam. Ooh, there's just a glimmer of sun actually looking from downtown towards Sutro. Oh. So I think if we... I think there might be a little bit of a, a slight clearing in the air downtown okay. right now. Okay. Very slight. Helps if you're in the skyscraper on top of the hill, too. <laughs> it definitely helps if you are hundreds of feet above the, uh, above the ground. One of my resolutions for this year is to go to Top of the Mark again. It's been so long uh, since I've been there. Uh, the Salesforce Tower webcam, this is really beautiful, has just this shot right there of Ooh. the uh, Transamerica Pyramid just rising beautifully out of the fog. Weathercam 2 has some dense fog over parts of the city, but then opens up a little bit above that. And Salesforce Tower number four, camera number four, is not rendering. Hmm. Well, it's foggy out there. That it is. But it might clear, depending on where you are. A little bit of wind on the Golden Gate Bridge this morning. If you are on a bicycle, it's 13 miles per hour. Coming from the west by southwest. Not too intense, not too bad. Yeah. A little bit breezy. Uh, also hanging out with us this morning, a hello goes out to Molly. Hello. Molly says, hey, I figured my drink should match today's featured guests. It <laughs> <laughs> sends in what looks like just a delicious and healthy and filling green drink. Mm. I love green drink. Nice. I'll take green drink any day. You know, like, I want coffee, but if not, give me something nice and green. Give me some green drink. Yeah. Favorite drinks. Number one, water. Number two, coffee. Number three, green drink. Above LaCroix? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Well, green drink heals. I just, I've never had a green drink where I've thought to myself, I don't feel like I'm getting better. <laughs> Every green drink I have, I'm like, this is good for me. This is good for my body. I don't know if it's a lot of celery or a lot of kale or, uh, you know, maybe a lot of uh, radicchio, as Nicole yeah. earlier in the show. But whatever it is, I should probably wouldn't put radicchio in a juice. You're doing the right thing, though, anytime you're drinking a green juice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this, this looks real good. <laughs> Uh, a good morning also goes out to Lisa Amond. Hello, Lisa. Says SF has its beautiful parrots while we have and adore our owl. Cheers, Rollover Easy, and here's to award-winning filmmaker and Bee Hutch happenings. Nice. With some beautiful Bee Hutch shots as always. Love it. Morning. Yeah. Uh, let's see those Bee Hutch shots. Let's see what's going on here. I'll, I'll hit the retweet on that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'll send it out. I like the uh, placement of the binoculars as I well. I know, I know. Gotta look for Flacco. Ooh, that's right. The owl that captivated New York City. Morning. What animals do you think will captivate us this year? Uh, in 2024? Yeah. What's what's the animal? We're gonna of... fall in love with a sea lion because the sea lion's <laughs> gonna start going to um, 
So, so the sea lion is going to come up out of the water, yeah. onto the shore. They're uh-huh. going to go to Girardot Square, and they're going to somehow try to order the Emperor Norton drink <laughs> from the uh, from what's it called? Oh, um, uh, Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli. Yeah. Is Ghirardelli? I think so. Um, they do the Irish coffees. Yeah. Um, and it's going to get it back on the menu. Oh. And we're going to be we're going to ask ourselves a question. The headline is going to be. Can this sea lion save San Francisco? <laughs> People are going to pressure the sea lion to run up for mayor. Mm-hmm. People are going to pressure the sea lion for political endorsements. Yeah. And the sea lion's going to just go back in the water like nothing ever happened after he got his Emperor Norton drink, <laughs> leaving us all in a state of confusion, but with hope and optimism for San Francisco. The way that you uh, had a whole arc to that story, I'm with you. Like, I, that's what I'm hoping for now, too. <laughs> a sea lion that captures San Francisco's hearts and imaginations. <laughs> when is the time when the sea lions are most uh, prominent at Pier 39? Is it the winter? Is it the summer? Is it the spring? I want to go down there when they're having a party. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Uh, looking at the webcam right now, it's not really showing much. I don't see a single sea lion down there. Let's see if I click the control button and see what's going on. Choose a position. Sea lions. Oh, you got to vote. Now oh. you vote for a position. Really? No one else is on the website. Sea lions have one vote. <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, it's a good question because sea lions are always a joy. Right. What animal do you think is going to capture San Francisco's heart? Maybe a good question for the people out there on the internet. What animal will capture San Francisco's hearts and imagination this year? Uh, I think coyote always has uh, an an increasing chance, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Folks love the the coyotes here, but they're increasingly, you know, getting to places where we might not expect to see them. Yeah, like uh, at Ghirardelli trying to order an Emperor Norton. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, yeah, the coyotes are, I, I see them, they're pupping, or they were pupping maybe a month ago. Yeah. I saw one uh, in front of my house. I see them in the streets on a regular basis. They're out and about. Yeah, they're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet Judy will know. Judy will have some good animal insights <laughs> I think, for I us. I think you are absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, who else is hanging out with us this morning? Oh, so many folks. Yes, it's, good morning. Lots, yeah. lots happening. It's, Jeff, ooh, Jeff hits us with some breaking news. Are you ready for this? Hit me. All right. Breaking news. I was looking at the marine traffic to see if any crabbers are back yet. Local commercial crab season is finally open as of this morning. He saw a picture of a boat that is uh, identified itself as the Chasing Crustacean. <laughs> the Chasing Crustacean. And uh, crab season's open. You know, that would be, that is a hot tip for you this morning. Go down to the docks and buy some crab oh, yeah. for the weekend because it's going to be, again, raining. Mm-hmm. Make yourself some crab mac and cheese. Just eat some crab whole. Like, yep. enjoy yep. crab uh, in a salad, maybe. Like, go wild. Oh, yeah. Crab sandwich. Crab's the way to go right now. The local spot by my house has been slowly emptying their organ crab tank. Mm-hmm. And I just know they're going to slap a sign on there that says, local crab here. <sighs> Love Every it. day now. So yeah, if commercial day is opening, then that's like go down to the docks. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. sell them off the boat now. Yeah. Also, there's never been a person in history who, when handed a twenty-dollar bill for something like a, a individual <laughs> unit of food like crab, has said no. Yeah. So like, just go down there, twenty bucks in your hand, just see what happens. Similarly, I don't think there's ever been an individual who has gotten a fish off of a boat, mm-hmm. a crustacean off of a boat, and been like, nah, I don't know about this. <laughs> uh, how are you eating your crab? 
Oh man, boiling it up and putting it in just about anything. Right now it's the Vietnamese garlic noodles. Mm. Really into that. And then you got some leftovers, you can put in some mac and cheese. Wasn't the uh, the Vietnamese garlic noodles, wasn't that like the most something to dish in the New York Times last year? It was my favorite dish in the New York Times last year. I, I mean, I, I ate it at your house at least once and it was absolutely incredible, but I feel like it also caught on to a larger like a larger audience turn their head in its direction. Huh, I wouldn't doubt it, that's for sure. Uh, it is a delicious dish that's like relatively easy to make. You can cook for eight people for $50 and 40 of those dollars are the crabs. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I give you another hot food related item? Love it. Can I talk to you about the sauce of the season? The, the dip of, of the gods? The dip of the gods? You ready for this? Yeah. If you go to Pasta Supply Co. in the inner Richmond. Told me about this place. There is a sauce called Tonado. Tonado. Tonado sauce has been the star of several parties I have been to, parties okay. I have heard about. Okay. This dip, I can't overhype it because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you it's great, and then you're gonna dip into it and go, wow. Tonado that sauce. That is really really good. So. Head on down to uh, Pasta Supply, get uh -huh. the Tonado. Okay. They got some chips you can get with them, but honestly, anything you dip in there is gonna be really, really good. So it's like a chip dip? Um, it's like a fish dip, but I, I'm gonna undersell it if I just try to describe it Could to I you. Could I put it on pasta? Probably not. You want to be dipping it in someone. Is it similar to... Sorry for asking so many questions. No, no. That's what I'm here for. Is it similar to Papalote salsa, where it's just... I could just maybe put a spoon of it in my mouth and be happy? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe a little too rich for that, but similar to Papalote salsa, at the end of whatever meal you're eating, you start going, what else can I put this on? Yeah. Yeah. Or looking for a, a loose piece of bread to sop up the remaining sauce on the plate. It convinced one person to buy a food processor. It was so good. They said, I must buy a food processor and learn how to make this. Really? What's, what's in it? It's a, uh, it's, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just, I'm, Say it again one more time. Tonado. Tonado. T-O-N-N-O-T-O or A-T-O. There's, there's a double N in there. <laughs> just wrote it down. Tonado. Yeah. Get it, get on over there. You won't be disappointed. Speaking, so Tonado to me sounds like a little, I believe you. Uh -huh. Sounds a little made up though. Okay. Okay. Tonado. What I'm not making word? it up. Can I tell you another word that might be made up, but someone else is like, I'm not making it up? Uh-oh, okay. Herkle Durkle. <laughs> what the? What? Good morning to Lord <laughs> Herkle Durkle, who says, good morning, Roll Over Easy. To Herkle Durkle, it's the Scottish slang to lie in bed or to lounge about after it's time to get up and go to work. Oh my gosh, I love Herkle this. Herkle Durkle. Toronado sauce, no, Toronto sauce. <laughs> Uh, sauce in the six. What was the name of it again? <laughs> Tonado. Tonado sauce. T O N N. Prickle turtle. Hey, good morning. All right, can I hit you with another one? Please. This is not a word, but a phrase that sounds made up, but it's real. Okay. It was in print yesterday. Okay. Pickle disobedience. What? <laughs> pickle disobedience. Say more. <laughs> you know how pickleball is the hottest sport in America? It's dividing the North of Lake crowd. <laughs> So it's dividing them so much that the person with the pickleball court in their house said no more pickleball outside in the park across the street. And the pickleballers have been taking over the regular tennis courts. And now they're going to be taking away pickleball courts. And the pickleballers are 
vowing for pickle disobedience. This was wild. <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is one of my one of my favorite quotes from this whole article was from uh, Mary Hickey, who is the volunteer pickleball instructor at the Presidio Wall and the Bay Area ambassador for USA Pickleball, who said, uh, you know, they're, they're going to take out these courts. And she said, uh, it's really what's getting people. No discussion, no anything. I thought we had a democracy where we discuss things. <laughs> So pickleball is very divisive right now. If a sea lion comes out of the water to unite us, I, I'm the first thing I'm going to ask it, or what are your thoughts on pickleball? What, what should we do about this? Sea lion, help us. What do we do about this pickleball? I don't know what to do. I've got a court in my yard, but I don't like the sound when I'm not playing it. There are so many things that you probably don't <laughs> like if it's not you doing it. Totally, and totally. And you know what? I'm sorry. I don't think that this is a thing that should be run by a single individual who's upset about this. I think that they said, wasn't it something like, yes, uh, so the, there's a single individual who's really driving this. Yeah. And they, uh, they allege that this has thwarted the sale of their $36 million home. <laughs> I just don't know many other things that you can be so dense about. It's just, it's wild to me. And I don't, I don't mean to pick on this person. I'm sure that it's a, it's a serious issue for them and that it's driving them up the wall or driving them to the nearest court or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just feel like there's more important things for us to be frustrated about than other people going to a park, spending time outside and playing pickleball with their neighbors and friends. Yeah. I, and maybe this is a little bit too much of a broad stroke here, but any sort of complaint about sound in San Francisco, certainly like motorcycles exception, mm -hmm. any complaint about sound, it's like you can go just about anywhere else and it's quieter. Yes. You can drive 15 minutes in just about any direction mm -hmm. and find a quieter place than this one right here. Yeah. And so if the pickleball or even to with me and the motorcycles mm -hmm. isn't doing it for you, you can go elsewhere. Yeah. But the beauty of a city is that you've got all sorts of sounds. I don't want to necessarily live next to uh, a school with a bunch of screaming kids. But if I did, I bet it would turn into, what was the thing when we were walking on Pacific? The soft sounds of a beach. Uh, yes. You know, like yeah. eventually city sounds just become part of the fabric. Unless you decide to really dig in and make it your, your whole mission to stop other people from enjoying the thing. Yeah. Uh, very curious to see how this one turns out. Pickle disobedience I did not have on my bingo card this year, um, and that was an oversight. Uh, also in this article from The Standard, they talk about how there were, uh, in 2018, only 12 pickleball courts to now over 80 in San Francisco, including 63 outdoor, which means there's about 17 indoor courts in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. The, mm -hmm. or the um, Palace of Fine Arts, I think, has a few. Where are the other indoor pickleball courts? Um, the Palace Fine Arts is the one that comes to mind for me. Like, can we just load up the Palace Fine Arts with pickleball courts? Again, we've talked about this many times. The mayor is not thinking big enough when she says that we should put a soccer stadium downtown. <laughs> it should be a total sports complex. I yeah. firmly on this. And uh, pickleball. Put a bunch of pickleball courts in there. Put pickleball on the West Field. Come on. Yeah. You cowards. <laughs> Uh, have you played pickleball before? I have not, and I need to now. I can't, I can't keep laughing about it and not be playing it. 
I, I should look up the first time I played pickleball. I was early on the pickleball trend, mm -hmm. uh, many, many years ago, playing with uh, my wife's grandpa because he has bad knees. Dare I say that pickleball is already old news? There's there's new similar sports that are coming into vogue. Uh, padel? Padel. Oh, that's the, the courts that they're putting down by the uh, Embarcadero, correct? Yeah, Padel is big. Padel's growing. So I like it. Grab yourself a racket of some sort and, uh, you know, get out there. I like it. Padel. Is it a similar thing to pickleball? Uh, as someone who has not played pickleball or Padel, like, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I don't know. <laughs> Put a new court in, in the Presidio and then I'll tell you. I like it. I like <laughs> it. My first pickleball experience is 2018. 2018. Nice. Yeah. Back when there were only 18, no, 13, 14. Only a handful of pickleball courts, 12. Uh, did you like it? Oh, yeah. It's great. I get the appeal. It's physically active, but it's focused more on precision than it is just, you know, throwing your knees out by running. Mm -hmm. uh, and moving around the court on a hard surface. It's enjoyable. Like, yeah. I get it. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. It is loud. Yeah, yeah I mean, d no doubt. The, it's got a, a noise factor. And that's not one that is easily quashed because of the constructive materials that yeah. are used to play the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know where else there's some pickleball courts? Outdoor, not indoor. Mm -hmm. uh, the Tennis Center has a couple of pickleball courts in Golden oh. Gate Park. They're uh, adding some new ones also to the Moscone Center. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Just pickleball everywhere. Just, you know, make. I think Westfield's the real opportunity here. Yeah. Um, I agree. I am 100% with you on this. <laughs> uh, can I tell you also a few other things that have kind of crossed my, crossed my mind? Talk to me. Okay. So this is like, this is not, this is going to maybe sound a little strange. Okay. We had a Guinness Book of World Records broken in San Francisco <laughs> recently. I didn't read this because I, I really wanted you to tell me about this. Okay, come on, New York Times. Open up for me. <laughs> uh, so we have a San Franciscan here, who, or a, a woman that lives over in, um, I guess it's up in Tiburon, mm -hmm. who has become the youngest underwater magician. Say that again. Underwater magician? Underwater magician. And I believe that she just, in, in San Francisco, completed the most underwater magic card tricks <laughs> in a set period of time. Which is just wild to me that they let her... I think she did it at the uh, Academy of Sciences. Wait, like in the tank at I the Academy so. of Sciences? I'd have to, man, it's going to be tough to do this on this laptop. But are, like, you, are you telling me I missed a Guinness World Book of Records that I could have gone and seen? I'm going to pull this up. Oh my gosh. I'm kind of kicking myself now. Same. Um, it's such a strange and specific and unique thing that somebody is doing. Uh, but, you know, one that's, I guess, somebody wakes up in the morning and goes, I need to be doing this. So Amy Fisher, she did them at the Aquarium of the Bay in San Francisco, mm -hmm. excuse me. Um, and she did the most magic, trick per magic tricks performed underwater in three minutes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Imagine being tricked by somebody and then them also being underwater. <laughs> What other sorts of underwater Guinness World Book of Records are there? I don't know, but Amy's coming for him. <laughs> we got to get her on the show. Excuse me, Avery. <laughs> Avery, come on the show. Teach us some magic. Oh, goodness. 
Um, another thing I'm getting excited for is the Light Up the Night Bike Parade. Yeah. January 20th from this 5 Saturday. to 7 p.m. at Golden Gate Park. Guess where in Golden Gate Park? Uh, promenade. Where everything happens in Golden Gate Park these days, the Promenade. The center of San Francisco. Ooh. Look at you. Right? I mean, Tell I me used it's to not. think it was Dolores, but I don't think it is anymore. It's probably yeah. the Presidio. Certainly the, not uh, downtown. No, it's not. Right? I think there's several centers of gravity now, whereas before it was like very clearly downtown, a little bit the Mission, a little bit North Beach. And now it's... So I 100% I agree with you that it's Golden Gate Park. Uh-huh. Well, specifically the Promenade. Yeah. Uh, definitely gravity has shifted south towards like Chase Center. Yeah. The ballpark. Yeah. I was just thinking somewhere along that sort of like waterline, like where would that be? Um, and that North Beach has a center of gravity forever. North Beach forever. <laughs> um, but Mission Bay, you're right, is uh, it has continued to grow in terms of like what's going on there, how people gravitate there, whether they're moving in for the first time or they've been here for a number of years and they're looking for something fun to do, or they're just kind of adventuring around. Mission Bay seems to have a lot of what people want these days. Mm -hmm. And you go down there and like, it's busy. There's folks on the street, totally. right? Again, a neighborhood that a handful of years ago was like, what's going on in Mission Bay? And now it's like, there's a lot going on in Mission Bay. I know, it's, it's crazy how uh, a couple of years will change things. Totally. Um, another center of gravity. Uh, let's think. Any other big ones come to mind for you? Those are the ones on the top of my mind. I was almost going to say Sanchez Street at Noe Cafe. Oh, yeah. Definitely a center of gravity. I was down there the other day, and 24th Street is still 24th Street. Yeah, There's still yeah. tons of things happening. But, you know, I was there on, I think it was a Friday afternoon at like 3 o'clock, mm -hmm. 3.30, and Noe Cafe was full. Bustling. And everyone, the, all the seats were taken outside. And there were people walking in both directions, cycling, jogging. It was just happening. Yeah. I think that that is a center of gravity in San Francisco right now. Totally. I was there last, maybe three weeks ago, right? And it was late. It was late at night. I was picking up a package from someone. And I go up to Sanchez because I want to see the koi fish in the intersection uh, there. Yeah. And a, a bike ride went by me that was maybe... A hundred riders, none of which I recognized. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just seemingly some, you know, Tuesday night event. Love it. And you know where they would go? Sanchez. Love it. Noe Valley. Uh, so, uh, speaking of bikes again, the Light Up the Night Bike Parade. The thing that I love about this is the call to action to be illuminated. Mm-hmm. So put some fun lights. Ask our friend that was chatting with us earlier about constructing an LED project. <laughs> like, you don't have to construct anything. You can just go get some lights. And uh, I would recommend solar-powered ones if mm -hmm. you're able to. Mm -hmm. um, and then just string them about your bike. Put yeah. them on your person. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Coal Hardware in Coal Valley has a whole section of light-up um, lights for a bike that are either battery-powered or maybe some that are solar-powered. Nice. But they have a good selection from what I remember. Cool. Yeah. Shout out Coal Hardware. Always a step ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although their shop in uh, Soma closed, which is a shame. Uh -huh. That was that was a good Coal Hardware. Yeah, it was. Classic. Uh, could we say a few more hellos? People yeah. hanging out with us this morning? Yeah, who else? Uh, hello to Ira. <laughs> Good morning, Ira. Ira says, good morning. I'm sick today. Oh, no. Oh. Which means plenty of hot beverages and extra time snuggled under the covers. Oh, gosh. Well, Ira, hope you feel better soon. And you don't have to worry about that herkle-durkle. You don't have to worry about lying in bed or lounging about after it's time to get up or go to work. You can herkle-durkle all day long today to get better. Great mug, by the way. 
and uh, says, bonus picture of my snuggle buddy. Hey, Grayson, taken yesterday. Ooh, beautiful shot. Absolutely love it. Hope you feel better soon, bud. Mm-hmm. Want, we, Rollovers, he wants none of our friends to be sick. No, no. That's why we stayed home last week. That's, why, that's exactly <laughs> right. We were sick last week. Uh, and Joni, hello, Joni. Joni sends in a beautiful mug shot and says, Good morning. Spring training is right around the corner. And this Ooh. mug, featuring two of my San Francisco passions, is getting me in the mood for baseball. Can't wait to welcome Dusty Baker back to the San Francisco Giants. What? <laughs> wait, did you not see this? No. <laughs> Dusty, Dusty Baker's coming back to the Giants? <laughs> yeah, I, I forget in what capacity, but... <laughs> Special assistant. Wow. Cool. I did not. I totally missed this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, welcome back, Dusty Baker. <laughs> Glad to have you, bud. Come on down. Come say hey to us. We'll get you on here. We want to hear Dusty Baker's favorite spots for sushi in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, I love it. And, you know, maybe if you haven't been keeping up with the Giants news, that's fine. You know, it hasn't been the greatest of off-seasons, but the, the Niners are looking good right around the corner. It's wild that Bay Area sports, when two are down, one is thriving. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but a few weeks ago, or if it's still accurate, it was like the Niners have a 50-50 chance of winning the Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. They're uh, something up there. Uh, morning. Uh, so they're uh, they're really uh, really going for it this year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, let's knock it off. Trucks. Let's knock it off. Calm down. Knock it off. No honking here. One truck honking at another. Come on. Look we don't need that. We got this person oh, going gosh. around. Oh god. There's a lot happening in this street right now. It's quite dangerous. What time is it? Oh yeah, it's eight twenty-three. It's prime getting to where you need to go. Time. Yeah, but stop. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Ira says, my office holiday party was at uh, Mission Bay in Cavana. Great rooftop views and yummy cocktails. Very fun. Uh, yeah, Mission Bay. It's, there's just there's a lot going on in Mission Bay. Yeah. It's a, oh, can I tell you another thing that's happening in Mission Bay soon? Please. Soon at Crane Cove Park, already a gem, they're going to open up a YMCA. What? A daily driver. <gasps> and the paddleboard folks all opening up at Crane Cove. Awesome. Yeah. I, you can get a little stretching, have a little bagel sandwich, and then go paddle boarding. They're doing it all. That's dope. Yeah. Love it. Get on down there. Crank Cove. All we need now is for the ramp to open up into the park, which they <laughs> promised us years ago. Come on, ramp. I don't think it's the ramp. I think it's the, actually, I do think it's the ramp. From what I remember, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. the ramp did a bunch of things that they were not supposed to do. Who didn't? <laughs> Like, who didn't? <laughs> I look back on these times now, and it's like, you know you can get money for reporting people from fraud from, from the pandemic for loans? Like, it's just, so if, if, the, if the ramp did something improper, unless you're about to tell me something awful, and I'm going to regret no, everything I'm like saying they, right they now. they resealed the floor. Okay. <laughs> Knock it off. Like, let the ramp, let the ramp do what it needs to do. Let the ramp live. Let them breathe. <laughs> Are we going to have to apologize to London Braid if we call her a coward for going after the ramp? <laughs> Look, I don't care that the ramp resealed their floors. I do care that the ramp is open, generous with their space, and has always been a soft landing space for a beer in the middle of the afternoon. It's true. It's true. Uh, my hope for 2023 is we see more bars. 20 oh, my God. It's okay. My hope for 2024 is that we see more bars and restaurants open up along the southern waterfront. 
Yeah, totally. Just let the ramp expand. Come on. Come on, open another one called the other ramp. <laughs> Paul Valdez, hello. Hello. Paul says, good morning, rollover easy from the center of my heart, gravity, Miles. Tweets Aww. in a beautiful picture of Miles the cat. Paul Valdez, hello and good morning to you. As well as another cat picture. Hello. Hello goes out to Catherine and Olive. Such a great Olive picture. It Catherine. really is. I love this one. Uh, Catherine says, thanks for introducing me to my new favorite song. Oh, yeah. That was Last Train by Business, excuse me, Last Bart by Last Business Bart. Casual. Uh, and says, coffee is still brewing. Olive says hi. I'm so sorry that Last Bart is going to be stuck in your head all day. Last Bart. Last I'm Bart. Not. I'm going to try to find the aux cord for The Office today and play that over it. <laughs> We got a bunch of Bart stands in the office. I saw a Bart sweater in there. It's great. The Bart sweater was the hottest thing during the holidays. Speaking of which, I saw, I think it was Bruce wanted uh, an, if you got an XL sweater, he got his thief from his apartment and never received it. So if you're hoarding an extra Bart sweater because you're a Bart sweater speculator or something like that, <laughs> give it to Bruce. He got his stolen? Out of uh, the building. I think they delivered the package and it was taken. Oh, I saw a toot about it this morning or last brutal. night or something. Yeah. Do you know they got everyone together who bought the sweater <laughs> and threw them a party? I saw that they all took a photo together. <laughs> last part. I hope they had that band play the party. Last part. <laughs> uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. Uh, Jeff, to, oh, Jeff's got some pickleball thoughts, says Fort Lauderdale has 43 pickleball, excuse me, a 43 court pickleball complex, Whoa. including a pickleball stadium. We must not allow a pickleball gap. Wow, look at this thing, Fort Lauderdale. This is immense right here. We don't talk about Fort Lauderdale very often on this program, but you're giving us good reason to start the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Monks, <laughs> hello, just writes, <gasps> gasps and nimby. <laughs> the amount of pock, pock, pock sounds coming from there. Oh, goodness. Out of control. Uh, and a special coffee hello goes out to Phil. Good morning, Phil. Phil says, good morning, rollover easy from the slopes of Lake Tahoe. Getting some runs in before work this fine morning. Nice. Sends in a great mug shot of, uh, well, it's a mug of someone skiing. Morning. Uh, good shot there, Phil, and uh, hope the morning goes well. Yeah. Hope you get some good runs in. Yeah. Hope absolutely. you get Cleo out there in an adorable little uh, bomber jacket cruising down the hills. Being already up in Tahoe seems to be the way, right? Like, don't go up right now. I think today will be a lot of. I don't know, actually. Well, today would be the day to drive up, for sure, mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. able to get up there, because um, it's going to be snowing, I'm guessing, the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get up there while you can. I want to take the last part up there if I can. <laughs> I want to take the California Zephyr up there. Oh, yeah. On my list of bike rides I want to do with you, this is crazy. Talk to me. California Zephyr all the way up to Truckee, uh -huh. in which we get off and then ride back. I don't want to pedal the whole way. I just want to coast <laughs> for hours. Last part. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, what a beautiful more, morning, San Francisco. The, I was going to say, I can see the tippy top of Sutro right now just clearing up. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, it, uh, I see some blue skies, uh, kind of, I would call this the northwest corner of the mission. It's got some blue skies going on this morning as we see a bunch of cyclists. Hey, good morning. Hey, getting the wave. Bunch of cyclists going by. Hello, hello. Nice. Kicking off their Thursdays, doing the thing. 
You know, commuting by bike in the city, it's a, it's a joy, it's a blessing, it's a bit of exercise, it's a bit of love, it's a bit of adventure, all wrapped into one. There's never any question of how long it's going to take you to get there. There's never any question of how far away parking will be. Get on a bicycle. Or take the first part. <laughs> Definitely going to be stuck in my head all day long. I hope someone makes a really good biking song this year. Ooh, you mean a, a song about biking? Yeah, in the same way that, you know, we have the song about the last part, all yeah. that. First bike. <laughs> the Mark Hopkins webcam is showing clearer skies downtown. Still a little bit uh, foggy down there, but uh, it's starting to clear up around the city and county of San Francisco is fog dot today. Also showing some fog in the skies. The uh, vision's not quite good enough to get a full glimpse. Uh, Salesforce Tower also shows some fog in on the horizon as well, but also kind of clear it up, which looks nice out there. Yeah. Still recommend the long sleeve shirt. A few things I'd recommend this morning. One, long sleeve shirt. Two, thick socks. Oh, yeah. Three, becoming a bestie and supporting BFF.FM. Absolutely. And four, tipping your barista. Oh, yeah. I love that. You know, you can go to bff.fm slash donate, and for a mere $10 a month, you can contribute to the arts in San Francisco. You could donate a car, which shout out to those of you who have done that. I know someone right now is listening that has, and I appreciate you. Uh, you can donate cash. You can donate a vehicle, like we said. You can donate kind of anything that's a, a write-off that helps out the station. We'll take every penny uh, scrap, every dollar that you have. It helps us all out, keeping the zeros and ones flowing through the tubes of the Internet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone always talks about the arts and culture of San Francisco as like an endangered species. Mm -hmm. The way you keep that species healthy is by contributing a couple bucks. It's so simple. Yeah. Get out there. So do it. For the cost of a couple of uh, trips on the bus, you can support the arts in San Francisco. Uh, speaking of the arts and culture in San Francisco, um, I think this weekend is the Fog uh, Design Fair. Ooh, what's the Fog Design Fair? So down at Fort Mason, there's a big art festival happening right now. So okay. if you need some art, get on down there, you know? So this is a place where you can go and purchase some art? I've never been, so I don't know. I, I see you typing furiously. What are What's coming up for you? <laughs> so it is sponsored by the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, and it's going to be the 10th in edition of the FOG Design and Art, an unforgettable event following, uh, excuse me, at the FOG Preview Gala. Mm. Exhibitions focused on FOG uh, and art, and you can go, there's a whole gala, the FOG Gala. I don't feel like this is buy art. I think this is go enjoy art. Okay, I can take it. Uh, you can donate up to $20,000. The moment's a barrier of entry for being like a serious donor to the arts is much higher than BFFs. I would argue <laughs> that you have a greater impact with $20,000 at BFF than you do at the MoMA. Oh, I'd say you probably have a greater impact with $100 at BFF than you do with 20000 at MoMA. That's probably a really good point. Right? I, I think there's just so much opportunity to contribute to whatever your local art scene. Maybe it's not BFF. I mean, if you're listening, it is. But uh, wh whatever the spot is in your neighborhood that's doing local art, throw them a couple bucks, volunteer for an event, get after it. Absolutely. Become a bestie. Come to some shows. Tune oh, in. Yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, setup right now is the TGIF lineup on Fridays here yeah, on BFF.FM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just turn on the radio on your Friday night and you are set. Mm. It's great. You got a favorite show right now? 
Uh, I mean, I'm a hello Cheetle stan. Let Forever. Me very clear about that. Uh, besides the Cheetles, though, I'm still a big fan of the Hanging Gardens goth radio show with mm -hmm. Davey Bones. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I don't listen to a lot of goth radio other than that, but it just, I don't know, it does something nice for me. I enjoy it. Nice. Uh, what else am I enjoying these days? Uh, yeah, that's like the one that comes to mind. Yeah. Tuesday nights, I cook dinner, I listen to it, it's great. Nice. BFF, it's there for you. It's you like know? the greatest history, greatest radio station in the history of time and space. Okay, so it's 8.30 right now. We got a lot of folks ready to cross through this intersection here. Let's see if we can get some ding-dings. Mm -hmm. Here's a practice one. Not bad. All right. Let's give them some waves. Good morning. Hello, hello. Hey, oh, yeah. all there right. Go. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> so many kind folks out there. We got someone on a, looks like a fresh Homer Hilson out there. What's a Homer Hilson? It's a Rivendell a type of bicycle from Rivendell. Mm. It's just you're, you're cruising in style with one of those. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Double butted lugging, triple butted lugging. Okay. It's a heavy duty Sounds bike. Sounds dirty. It is. It's. Uh, it means that you you uh, put more material towards where the joints are in the bicycle to reinforce it structurally. So okay. single butting is like the tubing is the same throughout the bike, I, th I believe, same width. Uh, double butting is adding a second layer on the inside. Triple butting is adding a third. Again, it sounds a bit dirty. <laughs> Thank God the kids are in school. Getting school kids. All right. Hey, also, hello goes out to Al. Al says, good morning. Rollover easy. In Richmond Doppler reporting blue skies and good vibes. Oh, I love nice. it. Al, look at this. It's blue out there. Look at that. Look at that. In Richmond, the New York Times called it the greatest neighborhood in the U.S. And that was only because they tried the tomato sauce. <laughs> they literally really... tried the tomato sauce and were like, this is it. Hey, publish. <laughs> publish. Don't even draft. No, no, no. I don't need to read it. Just go. Just go. I trust you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, it is, you know, it is a really good sauce. I've, I'm... I can't overstate how good it is. You're making me think about what I want to be cooking this weekend for myself. Uh, I'll tell you a fun one my wife and I made the other weekend. Okay. Very simple. We took some dates. Uh huh. You familiar with what a date is? Yes. Got some dates. And then we took a little bit of like um, peanut butter, kind of a smoother peanut butter. We rolled the dates in the peanut butter. Okay, okay. And then we rolled the peanut butter dates in some coconut. Okay, you with me so far? I'm, so you I'm get a date you. that has yeah. peanut butter and coconut. Still healthy, still tasty. I like all these things. And then uh, rolled those in chocolate it's for a little bit of sweetness. Ooh, so you get a little yeah. thin layer of chocolate with a bunch of date. Hey, good morning. How's good it morning. going? How are you? I love this setup. Oh, hey, thank thanks. You. Turn the background noise or you've got this. We got this one doing the little bit of the background. These pick up us. We're trying to get the patina, oh, the sounds the of the city. This is. Oh, Roll over easy on BFF.FM. Yeah, just two hours of optimistic radio about San Francisco every Thursday morning. Is it live now or is it morning? Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're on. You're on the, you're on the radio. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad I didn't crash into you because I'm absolutely learning. You're learning how to ride a skateboard. Where are you learning how to ride a skateboard? Oh, a little bit late. I've got to All right, get out of here. Go, go, go. Get in there, get in there. We'll see you later. <laughs> Oh, wow. So that gentleman is on a skateboard uh, this morning, figuring it out. In the mission. On the sidewalk. During the morning rush hour. My man. <laughs> 
Thanks for stopping. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In hindsight, I don't know if he intended to stop. It might no, have I just been a lack of skill that put him right in front of us. I think, so. I think you're right. But, you know, try new things. Hope he gets to where he's going safely. Yeah. I think he'll make it to work. I believe. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. <laughs> huh. Uh, well, as we said, it is turning into uh, a nice day out here. Still really chilly. Oh, Sequoia stepping out. I'm outside now. You are. All the way outside. Uh, you can be our reporter from uh, from the street. Live on the street. Tree on the street. Tree on the street. <laughs> it is kind of funny to step up out of here and yeah, okay. look back me, and say. Let me join you. Hold on. Yeah, grab your coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2024, you think we're going to fix the center bike lane? Uh, we have to. We have to. Yeah. The, um... The Does impetus. To work? Oh, I'm stretching now. This feels good. Yeah, yeah stretch it out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stretch the legs. The thing that'll do it, oh. for better or worse, is not going to be, you know, 90% of cyclists who did not favor it. What about 80% of businesses that didn't? That's going to be it, right? The businesses, you know, so much of your experience in a city is the small businesses. Mm -hmm. And so if those aren't, aren't doing well, uh, clearly the city's inclined to listen. Blondie's talks. I listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now right, we got okay, some maybe construction. Yeah, all right, all right, we're going knock back it off in. construction. It was nice to stretch. It's a little too loud. Whoa, I've yep. been doing the show standing up for a couple of weeks now. It's kind of my. I like it. It's like the stand. I'm at a standing desk. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're always a. You're always slightly taller than me. I'm moving. I'm shaking now. I don't. I don't stop. Yeah. Uh, speaking of don't stop, this weekend you're going to make a little bit of bread. It's going to be yeah. raining. What's a good rainy day walk in San Francisco? Oh, gosh. Anywhere with a waterproof jacket. I was going to say, a waterproof jacket is a must. Can I throw one out? One that I think is beautiful uh, and just like good outdoors, good vibes. Talk to me. The AIDS Memorial Grove oh, in yeah. Golden Gate Park. Uh -huh. um, densely populated with trees. A very small meadow in the middle, which will undoubtedly be kind of muddy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a beautiful walk down a gentle incline to a place of solitude and remembrance where mm -hmm. you're able to reflect, meditate, and think back on the AIDS crisis in San Francisco while also enjoying a beautiful park. So I really like that. I think it's one of my favorite places in Golden Gate Park. Yeah. So I recommend that. Uh, it's right off the promenade, too. It's kind of just like a hop, skip, and a jump away just to the south. Yeah. Uh, very easy to get to. And once you're there, a uh, beautiful place to reflect for a few minutes. That's a great call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, might I recommend the Presidio as well? Ooh, uh-huh. You know, you can uh, get on down towards Tunnel Tops Park, see all that's going on there. But just about anywhere you walk in the Presidio is a gem. Yeah. I, um, I just... The Presidio does so much. Mm -hmm. um, it's similar to Golden Gate Park and a lot of that in that same sort of like unique and beautiful ways. Uh, well, just being so large. Yeah. There's so much to it. We're so spoiled with it. It oftentimes feels like you can't actually experience it all. There's just too much. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't want to be walking, uh, might I recommend going to the Roxy. Mm -hmm. Go and see the Wild Parrots Telegraph Hill. Give it a shot. Go to any of your local theaters, actually. Go Truly. to the Four Star, the Balboa, mm -hmm. whatever it takes. Oh, friendly reminder, you can text in to us as well as we never said our socials this morning. We're at Rollover Easy oh, yeah. on all the things, but we're also at 415-578-0555. That's the Rollover Easy hotline. 415-578-0555. Someone's been texting us most weeks, but they don't. <laughs> they've never said who they are. It's great. We enjoy I, it. I love the mystery. And uh, hello to my mom. Good morning. My mom says, good morning. Nice to have you boys back. Oh, it's good to be back. 
You know, our walking show the other week along Pacific was great. It was really nice to get out there. But being back here, uh, sitting down, sipping on a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. it's a real joy. It really is. This is a really wonderful place to be able to wake up on Thursday mornings. Again, we're chatting with people that are chefs. We're chatting with people that are uh, on on a scooter or, excuse me, skateboard. We're chatting with people that are making artwork. Mm -hmm. Like, this is it, San Francisco. Yeah. Get out there. Uh, plenty of folks out and about today, too. Mm -hmm. I think today will be a busy day because everyone's getting out before the rain, right? I think folks who look at the weather up ahead are probably, just like you're saying, running those errands today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, get on down to Rainbow, get to wherever you need to go. Mm -hmm. And then go cook for someone in Concord. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that guy got his car fixed. Just a quick flat tire, you know, that can be a quick patch. Yeah, that's fair. That's if they fair. just patch it, they do. Have you ever worked with a uh, tubeless? Hey, morning. Have you ever patched a tubeless tire? Ever had to? No, no. I rely on scenic routes for all these things. You stick a, you, you basically stick a plug in it and pull oh, it out. And nice. It. Very, very quick, very easy. Very nice. Uh, should we hop into a jam real quick since our guest is here? That allow us to get settled for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, I'll pull up something for us here in just a moment. Uh, again, as I'm pulling up a song, remember you can become a bestie where you will hear a far wider range of music than you hear here on Roll Over Easy. You're supporting the arts. It's bff.fm slash donate. Uh, we're going to play Box of Rain from the Grateful Dead. I've been enjoying the dead lately, and uh, this jam is no exception. This is off American Beauty. And here you go. Enjoy the dead.
Grateful Dead goes out to the person that I thought would appreciate it the most that actually tutored into us, Claire. <laughs> Excellent song choice. Claire, every time I listen to Grateful Dead, I think to myself, why am I not listening to Grateful Dead a little more often than yeah. I am? They're great. Uh, you, and there's so much to choose from if you're listening to the dead. I went down the uh, rabbit hole of the Jerry Garcia Wikipedia page oh, the other wow. day, yeah. reading about his life and times in the Bay Area. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, a fascinating read, and they've produced a lot of music and uh, continue to be a inspiration for many around the globe. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, let's see. That one's the right one, I think. Yeah, there you go. All right. And our guest, Judy Irving, is walking in, getting a cup of coffee. We're all getting a little bit settled here. Yeah, you're good. It's on. It should be on, yeah. It's on? Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Welcome. Go, All right. Judy, good morning. Good morning to you. <laughs> should we all take a sip of coffee on the count of three right into the mics? Okay, let's do it. All right. One, two, and... Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's that coffee sound we're looking for on community radio. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a coffee drinker usually, Judy? Yeah, I am. How do you take your coffee? 
With milk, usually. Okay. And yeah. do you make it at home? Do you go out and get it? You make it at home. Uh, use Grafeo. Ah. Pour yeah. over. Yeah. It's so mellow, you can actually drink it without milk. <laughs> it's really good coffee. Excellent. Yeah. Grafeo, I feel like uh, Grafeo was also, when we had, I forget, the drag laureate of San Francisco, Darcy Dollinger. Darcy loved I think was also a uh, big Grafeo fan as well. Uh -huh. It feels like it's got a following where people say, I love Grafeo, and this is what I drink, and this is, this is I found it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and it's over in North Beach. Are, are you over there as well? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I, my editing room is on Stockton Street, mm -hmm. just about a half a block from Washington Square Park. Cool. I love it over there. And then we live on Telegraph Hill on the east side. Love it. So it's a, it's a nice commute walking over the hill every day. Mm, what a beautiful commute that is. Good exercise, too. You don't yeah, need a gym is. membership. Yeah. Don't need one, no, because <laughs> we're on the Greenwich Steps. Yeah. Oh, oh. There are many steps. <laughs> Judy, don't make me envious over oh, here. Yeah, goodness. We should be broadcasting there. <laughs> uh, we were talking earlier today about kind of the centers of gravity in San Francisco, how it's not really downtown. It's maybe more Golden Gate Park and the promenade, but also acknowledge that North Beach will forever have a center of gravity in this town. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's doing very well. I mean, it... It, it did not die during the pandemic at all, mm -hmm. and it's it's thriving now. Yeah. I remember at one point during the pandemic, I was like picking up some chairs or something off of Craigslist, and it was a Tuesday night, and I was like, I can drive over to North Beach, it'll be fine. And I get over there, and it was just absolutely packed to the gills, yeah. so. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> okay, like, all right. this place is doing fine. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> right. All right, Jamie Gutierrez for Supervisor just gave us some business cards. Wow, was that Jamie? Probably. All right. I, know, I think he okay. definitely stopped, saw us on the radio, and started digging out business cards. Uh, Gutierrez2024.com if you're interested. Excellent. Well, Jamie, uh, come on through and say hello to us again. You know where to find us. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, your location, I got it, you know, there's the which came first, the chicken or the egg. Which came first, the location that you live or the inspiration for the wild parrots of Telegraph Hill? Oh, definitely the birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in Noe Valley at that time. Ah. Yeah, and a, a couple of friends, and I had made some films about birds. I love birds. And some friends said, oh, you should make a film about this guy who feeds the parrots over on the Greenwich Steps. This is in 2003? No, no, that's oh, when it well came before, out. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is in late 1998, believe it okay. or not. Excellent. And so I went over there and... I saw this guy <laughs> relating to a flock of fabulously vibrantly colored red and green parrots. And I thought, yeah, okay, there could be a movie here. I wasn't sure what kind of a movie at the time. I thought maybe a short children's fable would be good because it just seemed so magical. Mm -hmm. But, and I did try to film that, but the kids that, that I got from uh, Synergy School they kept looking at the camera. <laughs> and then the parrots didn't show up when they were supposed to. So Never on time. I kind of gave up on that one. And then um, it, it gradually evolved into a, a full-length feature documentary, sort of a portrait of mm -hmm. Mark and his relationship with the birds. Fascinating. And you directed, you produced, you starred in, you did cinematography, <laughs> you edited. You were involved in this movie from so many different angles. Uh, but this isn't your first uh, film, even about birds, is it? No, it isn't. Uh, I've actually, believe it or not, 
since I did my thesis film at Stanford in 2003, count it, I've been making films for 50 years. Wow. And many of them have birds, almost all of them have birds in them, uh, especially uh, my most recent prior to a, a new film called Cold Refuge about bay swimming. But before that, I made a film called Pelican Dreams, which is kind of a valentine to pelicans. Shot a lot in the Bay Area, but also up and down the West Coast. So yeah, I, I've even in even in a film I made in the '80s about the nuclear issue, the links between nuclear weapons and nuclear power, the the links that the powers that be don't want us to know about. There are birds in that movie too, to illustrate how high and how wide plutonium contamination spreads. Anyway, yeah, birds. Birds are us. <laughs> so could you have imagined, uh, you know, back in 1998, wandering into North Beach and trying to find the man with the parrots, that you'd be sitting here in 2024 celebrating the 20th anniversary yeah. and an extended run at the Roxy? Yeah, they ran it back. No, I, I actually could not have imagined that. I'm really glad it's happening. I'm thrilled. We're looking across at the Roxy Theater right now catty corner from Manny's and we're going to do a Q&A this uh, Saturday at the Roxy for the matinee and Mark and I will both be there and we're also going to do a Q&A up at the Rafael in San Rafael because they've decided to show it again too on Sunday the Sunday matinee and then it plays it plays through the week till the 25th so there's still lots of tickets that you could grab if you want to see this movie on the big screen. You got to. That sounds like a wonderful, it sounds like you got a busy weekend coming up. It's going to be raining. Are the parrots going to be out and about in the rain? Or what's the habitat that makes them the happiest? Well, they're very smart birds. And when it's raining, uh, unless they're scared away from a certain place, they often find little roosts under overhangs or under roofs, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, some kind of a balcony that has protection above so that they can stay dry. But they don't mind it that much. I mean, their feathers are waterproof, basically. Sometimes they do get kind of drenched and they have to dry out when it gets sunny. But they do just fine in the wild. <laughs> That's a great quote. Parrot. The parrots, <laughs> they do just fine in the wild. I th it's so interesting, though, because we so clearly associate them now with San Francisco, which is not a wild, I mean, it is wild, but it's not wild in the way that you expect. Um, ha have you ha have you kind of grown in your understanding of how they relate to the city? Definitely, yes. I mean, here they are, like a lot of us, they're immigrants to the city. Hmm. They are wild and noisy and scrappy. They argue about which way to go. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they have adapted to this habitat and they love it. Um, there's all kinds of metaphors for the, for the flocks of parrots and the human beings who have chosen San Francisco as a magical place to live. And what's interesting is that their habitat in Ecuador and Peru is its tropical dry forest and it's essentially being decimated for agriculture. Mm -hmm. So even though they're non-native, I'm really happy that they've established themselves here because their home territory is, is shrinking. So yeah, it's 
I love seeing them. Back when Ferlinghetti was still alive, if you're in North Beach and if you saw the parrots and Lawrence Ferlinghetti on the same day, it was a very lucky day. <laughs> Buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> yeah. I love that idea. Uh, any truth to the rumor that the parrots originally migrated here because of the sourdough bread, cracked crab, and chardonnay that we have here in the Bay Area? <laughs> nope. They were brought up here against their will. They were, you know, part of the, you know, part of, supposedly part of the pet trade, but the originators of the flock were grabbed out of the wild mm. and sold as pets, but they were still wild. And so they bit their owners, they were noisy. Yeah. And that's why in the movie, there are nine different urban legends as to how the birds escaped and, and restarted a, a wild flock here. Because they didn't want to be pets mm -hmm. um, and they don't want to be pets. So I don't know, they're doing fine. They. At, at first we thought, oh, they'll never cross a freeway. You know, they're gonna stay within San Francisco, even though they fly all over the place. But <laughs> they've been seen in Brisbane, wow. eight miles south of here. Wow. They go where the food is. Hmm. If the berries are ripe, if the apples are ripe, if the pear tree has something on it, you know, eucalyptus flowers, nuts, even pine nuts, they've, they've figured out how to open pine nuts. Hmm. If there's food, they go there, and yeah. they know the habitat really well. Morning. Uh, I mean, same for what it's worth. If there's food, I'm generally trying to go there as well. Cafe, restaurant, a meal with a friend. Right, yeah. I'm a parrot. <laughs> and by the way, they are the official animal of San we're, Francisco. We're definitely going to chat. Yeah, we got thoughts about this. Did you? I'm so. Can we just jump into it? I I love this. This makes me so happy. I think Peter Hartlob in his column equated it to a moment ago. You're talking about how they're transient to some degree, like many of the much of the population of San Francisco. We talked about the wild parrots being like our Robin Williams, right? Our Darcy Dollingers, the people that make San Francisco wonderful and unique and so different. What were your thoughts on the whole, the, the bracket and the parrots being selected in Peter's article, just the, the whole package, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, <laughs> okay, Peter Hartlaub and uh, Heather Knight started this contest at the Chronicle when they were both still there and um, to pick the official animal of San Francisco. And for the, it started out with something like 16 species yeah. and there were four rounds and each round it, it narrowed. <clears throat> and the sea lions of Pier 39, which had major corporate support. <laughs> okay, don't call me out like that, okay? I voted for them. He was, a, he was quoted in the article as being a fan of the- The, uh... the stinky sea lions. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I love sea lions. How do you really feel about the sea lions? I love sea lions except when they bite swimmers because I swim in the bay. That's fair. And they right. have- Dolphin Club, South End? South End. Okay. South End all the way. Points for the South End right Since, here. Uh, I've been swimming in the bay since 1984. Awesome. So I couldn't vote for an animal that would bite me That's if it had a chance. That's a really good point yeah. when you say but it out loud. The other thing is uh, the sea lions were beating every other species, yeah. they later told us, by over a thousand votes oh, wow. for every round until the last round when the parrots were up against the sea lions, we pulled out all the stops. Sarah Lamarier from Mikabu Companion Bird Rescue, which takes care of sick and injured parrots from the flock, and which is a great organization, nonprofit to support, mikabu.org. 
she is great with social media. She went on TikTok. There was a guy walking around with his cockatoo, handing out <laughs> flyers on the street. They did Instagram. They did Facebook. We, we I sent it out to everyone in my address book, <laughs> and uh, we won by 227 votes. Wow. Is all. But Peter, he may not have told you this. Peter Hartlaub had written an article about how wonderful the sea lions were because he was so convinced they were going to win. It was like Dewey in the presidential election. Yeah, totally. And he had to quickly rewrite his article. Sea lions defeat parrots, defeat sea lions. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's really fun. And I think they deserve it because they, they live here. See, the sea lions are migratory. They migrate up and down the, the, the they west down, coast. They head down to Mexico every year to mate and to drink margaritas along the coast, yeah. and then they and, come back. And have their babies down yeah. there. Sounds, actually sounds pretty nice. So, you know, they're, they're just, they're just tra uh, hanging out at the little, at these docks at Pier 39, but not for that long. So, But we love them. They did a wonderfully cute concession speech, Salty the Sea Lion said, congratulations to the parrots, we will hold our flippers high. <laughs> and you know, it was a good fight, but we lost, get that kind of thing. <laughs> For what it's worth, I don't see any pier, I'm on a webcam right now, I don't see any sea lions down at the pier right now, but I feel like I could go to Telegraph Hill and see some parrots. They're there year-round. You might be able to, but they ha they definitely have their own schedule. What are your what are your uh, you know say you're you're coming to the city and uh, oh Astrid just walked in. Oh nice. Uh, you, you're heading into the city and you want to see some of these parrots. What are your tips for when and where and how to get a good view of them? I think the the best bet is to go to what used to be called Ferry Park. Now it's called Sue Beerman Park. It's across the Embarcadero from the ferry building. Mm -hmm. It's two blocks of parkland, yeah. and there are a lot of tall poplars that the, a lot of the parrots, particularly the juveniles, um, but also some adults, they roost there at night. And so they fly in right around dusk. So if you're a tourist and you're coming to San Francisco, you should go to Ferry Park, also known as Sue Beerman Park. I think one of the cross streets is Drum mm -hmm. and Davis in there. Yep. and. Um, hang out around dusk. You'll hear them before you see them, but they fly in in a huge flock and they land in the top of the poplars. They play, they fight, they hang upside down. They're, they're jostling for a good place to sleep. And then they quiet down after about a half an hour. It's really a fun show. Wow. I love that. That sounds like a great, yeah, like a show is how you described it. And I think that sounds like a wonderful word. Yeah. Uh, for a while during the pandemic, we were actually broadcasting from the ferry building, and it was always a wonderful day when you could see and hear them across yeah. the street there. And so it makes total sense that they were just probably waking up uh, and getting ready to go for the day. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. In the morning, they make a lot of noise before they take off. And I like to think that they're arguing about where to fly, because <laughs> they also do that while they're flying. They're squawk, 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 you know. Um, but yeah, they make noise and then they all take off at once. There's a shot of them taking off from Walton Square in my movie very early on. We had to, because we were shooting slow motion, we had to actually kind of know when to start the camera even before they took off. Mark is an expert at that. And I was shooting film, which is very expensive. 
and with a little tiny Bolex, which only had an eight minute, eight second uh, uh, wind. So he told me, roll, you know, and I did. And we got this nice shot of them taking off from the cherry trees. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, tell us about Mark and his relationship with the birds. It seems pretty special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Mark, <clears throat> Mark was uh, basically caretaking uh, a little cottage on the Greenwich Steps. Mm -hmm. Some might say he was squatting. <laughs> he, he was there without paying any rent, and his his landlords, that was fine with them. They didn't need the space. They were mm -hmm. very nice. These were his only friends for a long time, the birds. He decided, after reading Gary Snyder, uh, an essay by Gary Snyder, that, look, if you want to find nature, start right where you are. And since he was living in a city, but surrounded by big gardens, he decided, okay, I'm gonna get some seeds and put it out there for the native birds. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at the scrub jays and the robins and so forth, and he, he saw these parrots fly in. And he was just completely hooked right from there. And it took him about six months to um, let them, you know, to be able to stand near them, near the seed dish, and then he put out his hand and he had seeds in his hand. And eventually he was feeding them out of his hand and he named them. And over six years, which is detailed in his book, uh, which was a New York Times bestseller, The Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill, uh, for six years he got to know them so well that he was able to figure out their personalities and their characters. And that's a lot of what the film is about looking at the individual birds and the pairs of birds and seeing how different they are. Excellent. Again, playing this weekend, right mere steps from us. You think you could toss a bird seed ball and hit the rock tee from here? We're pretty close to it. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Um, Mark, and you, he's also a South End rowing enthusiast, is that correct? Uh, well, he did swim in the bay for a little while, but he hasn't been doing it lately. It's fine. It's very, very cold out these days. Yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow, though. You're, so you're I, doing I swim, it year-round. I swim through the winter. Yeah, it's it's invigorating. It really is. And I made a film about it, which just recently came out, called Cold Refuge. Cool. About okay. swimming in the bay. And it, too, is kind of a valentine to full immersion in nature, mm -hmm. you know? Um, in this case, cold open water, and how it can really help with life's major challenges. That's also out in theaters. It, we also sold out a cold refuge screening at the Roxy about six weeks ago, and uh, it's gonna be at the Hillside Club in Berkeley in February, late February, and then a free show at the main library uh, March 2nd. It's called awesome. The Night of Ideas. Oh, I love The Night of Ideas. Hold yeah. on, we've been in that several times. Yeah, yeah, so Cold, Cold Refuge is the, the, is the major year? feature that shows at 7 p.m. that night. What, what's um, the date on the night? March 2nd. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Adding it to the calendar. Yeah, I love Night of Ideas is the best version of the library. I, I really liked the one from, uh, we went a couple of years ago, and I love the idea of wandering through the library with a cocktail in my hand, walking and stumbling into people that were giving profound speeches. I, I feel like someone that you're probably familiar with, Obi Kaufman, I saw speak there. We've had Obi on the show before to talk about his love of California and getting to see him again speak to a large group of people that were enthusiasts was really wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's just, it's a beautiful event that again, I think showcases the best of what the library is. It's education, 
it's community, it's involvement, and it's maybe like a gin and tonic in your hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part about it. Oh yeah, it's it's a if you haven't been, it's a real treat. Great, I haven't. Yeah. But they oh. contacted me quite a while ago, actually, when it when it, Cold Refuge was playing at the Roxy and asked me if I would be willing to show it at Night of Ideas. Cool. And we got a really good slot right at 7 p.m. So nice. that'll be fun. And that's free. I'll look at I'm going to do Q&A at that afterwards. You're going to see us, and you're going to be waving to us, and we're going to be waving <laughs> right back at you when we see you right. at the library. <laughs> okay. Um, how has the response to Cold Refuge been? I mean, everyone who uh, learns about folks swimming in the bay say, you swim in the bay right now? <laughs> um, how's the response been? As as one of my girlfriends said long ago, you put your face in that water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been real good. Um, you know, when I started the film in 2019, before the pandemic, it was another movie of. I was making a movie about something else that I loved about San Francisco, and it. But it was under the radar. Cold open water swimming was definitely not popular then. Mm -hmm. But because of the pandemic, all these folks who swam in pools had to find another place to swim. And so they put on their wetsuits and they started swimming in open water. And it, all of a sudden it just boomed, you know? So now it's very popular. And that's good timing for Cold Refuge. What I'm doing is I'm doing DIY distribution um, for Cold Refuge. I have a distributor for parrots. It's going nationally. And the same distributor who got it out in 2005 and got it to 500 theaters is has come out of semi-retirement and he's distributing wild parrots. So it's in places like, for instance, it was just in Cleveland, It's it was just in Pittsburgh, it's going to be in Tallahassee, etc. Massachusetts, all over the place. We opened in New York and LA and so I'm piggybacking, I'm trying to piggyback Cold Refuge cool. on top of every place that Ken Eisen from Shadow Distribution books parrots. And it has worked so far. It, they're going to show Cold Refuge at the New Plaza Theater in New York and at the, the Lemley Theater, the Royal in Santa Monica in L.A., and I'm just going to keep going like that and see how many cool. <laughs> extra bookings I can Congratulations. It's fun. I, 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 it kind of evolved <laughs> to get two films out there in theaters at the same time. I've never had that happen before. One and of which that's so beloved. It's like, bring it back. Yeah. More of this. And another that is showcasing a newer look at your filmmaking, editing, cinematography, producing, directing, <laughs> casting, bird feeding skills, maybe. <laughs> you do so much. Well, I didn't, I cannot say I starred in it. I, w I was briefly in it, but you know, I like to, my preference is to stay behind the camera yeah. and film other people. That's what I like the best. So cool. What's, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's another bird, but what's an animal that you would love to dive into to learn a little more about uh, and perhaps someday in the future create a film about? <laughs> Well, that was interesting. It's an interesting question because I was just thinking about this yesterday. What am I going to do next? You know, yeah. uh, I always have this slump after I finish a creative project, mm. and I feel like I ne I'll never get another idea. Yeah. You know, and to, to dive into a, a film that might become a feature documentary for me is a big deal because it usually takes me for four or five years to make one. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, 
So I'm not sure, but there are these friends who, there's, it's so sweet. I think it could be a short film. There are these little newts that, newts, the N-E-W-T. It's a little li lizard type thing. And they, mi <laughs> they migrate across one of these roads in the, in the back, in West Marin every, I think it's fall. Yeah. And these folks volunteer to help carry the newts from one side of the road to the other. It's just adorable. How can I volunteer for that? I know. I, it's called the Newt Patrol. I love it. And, You've given and me actually, so many things to Google. <laughs> Laurel Roten, who is one of the first people who noticed the wild parrots in San Francisco uh -huh. and who first fed them, she's on the Newt Patrol. That's how I heard about her. Cool and the newts. We wanted to do it last year, but we didn't get a chance to do it. But I think maybe a short film about the newts would be great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, riding my bike around Mount Tam, I forget the, the intersection of the trails, but there's a sign that says, slow down, look out for newts. And I was riding with a friend of mine, and sure enough, a newt crossed right in front of us because there was another cyclist that paused us when we were coming up to it and said, hey, hold up, there's a newt right now, it's crossing. Wow. And he crossed it, and it was like, wow, that's incredible. That is so sweet. Sweet. They're they're out there in force. I saw one under my um, compost bin the other day. Really? I went to take my compost out and it was quite large, several inches in length, with a big tail on it. And I said, "Oh, okay." I picked him up and I moved him to a, a, a wetter, damp place that was just a few feet away. Right. To help him out, and I was like, "All right, I'll see you later." <laughs> they're great. They're they're wonderful little creatures, and I think also perhaps deserving of the five-year treatment of diving deeply into the animal. Well, I don't, I don't know about five years, but. Yeah, most of my films do start as, oh, I'll just do a little short, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah. then it evolves. But I'm not sure about newts. We'll Nudes see. Great. There's we'll a small creature, maybe small feature. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it seems like you probably have an in with a lot of the nature lovers in town. You mentioned this woman who is on the newt patrol and also is one of the first people to notice the parrots. Mm -hmm. Who else is kind of on that list of, of really being in tune with the nature of San Francisco? Oh, wow. Well, you should have Alan Hopkins on your show. He is, the, I would say, the best birder in San Francisco. And he's been doing it for decades. Huh. He ha has helped me identify birds over the years. I, uh, I either try to explain the bird to him, you know, <laughs> verbally, or maybe I can get a picture and send it to him. He always knows what it is. He's everywhere. He knows where all the birds are. He knows what birds are declining and what birds are coming back. He championed the California quail oh. to be San Francisco's official bird years ago, and we made a short film about that, Save the Quail Campaign. Unfortunately, feral cats and other problems, maybe coyotes, but mostly feral cats, have pretty much wiped out the quail in San Francisco. No, there is a plan to try to bring them back in the Presidio, but they're gone from Golden Gate Park. They used to be there. But Alan Hopkins, I'll give you his contact info. He would be great. The All Presidios right. does so much to revigorate the natural ecosystem. It feels like a place that they're putting a lot of energy and attention into, like quail, like you're describing. Right, yeah. Although, um, there's also a lot of nuance in trying to save native species. For sure. instance, they took out a lot of non-native bushes 
in the Presidio that the quail used to hide inside, huh. and that harmed that that endangered the quail. You're right. So that it was you know it was it was good-hearted, and it was well-intentioned, but sometimes native birds rely on non-native plants. Yeah. You know, let's not be too doctrinaire about all this. Uh, I love that you bring this up. I used to live across the street from Sutro Forest, and this was a, a huge issue there, right? The forest was aging, they wanted to make some changes to it, but also were recognizing that that was going to impact the bird population. Yeah. How do you suggest that we sort of navigate these issues that are just kind of inherently complex? Look at the complexities. Mm -hmm. Don't be doctrinaire. Mm. Um, Alan is really good at that. Alan Ridley is too. He's another great birder. Um, for instance, there's a lot of birders who can't stand starlings. They can't stand crows, but they can't stand pigeons. But these three species are incredibly intelligent and adaptable. They're just trying to make a living too. <laughs> and you do not have to trap and exterminate birds that are extremely successful at adapting to urban environments. You know, you can m maybe figure out other ways to uh, try to enhance native species. I, I think it is complex, it really is. Uh, but the main thing is to um, not hold on to fixed ideas. To, re to really look at case-by-case -case basis species enhancement. I love that. You're right. No, uh, what was the word you used? Doctrinarian? Doctrinaire. Doctrinaire. Doctrinarian, uh, yeah. And, and find, yeah, don't be a doctrinarian. Don't, uh, yeah. Find the nuance in the subject and try to understand it more deeply, whether that's in forests or in birds, or I guess that applies to a lot of different aspects of living in San Francisco. Right. Like I was, you know, I can't, for instance, I can't stand the ivy that it's, I think it's called German ivy or English ivy or whatever mm -hmm. that grows up around trees and oh, chokes yeah, them yeah. and, chokes them. Yeah. you know, and, and engulfs them and blah, blah, blah. But at, at one point I was complaining about that to Alan Hopkins and he said, well, a lot of birds really love those berries that, <laughs> that the ivy produces in the wintertime. And for instance, the robins, I've seen the robins eat the berries, they need them, and they're native. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, you gotta know your habitat. Yeah, totally. If you're just joining us, Judy Irving as the producer, director, uh, editor, cinematographer of the Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill, as well as Cold Plunge and uh, the Cold, Wild Cold, Cold, Cold Refuge. Refuge. Cold Excuse Refuge. Me. Cold Refuge. Uh, and uh, Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill showing at the Roxy this weekend and across the U.S. Um, again, Sunday you'll be here. Saturday, no, sa Saturday, Saturday we'll be here. here at the Roxy. Sunday, San Rafael. Sunday at the Smith Rafael, right. Excellent. Busy weekend. Yeah, very busy. <laughs> uh, well, I hope it's a smooth one for you. Yeah. Any other bits of nature that you're looking out for? It's going to be a really rainy uh, week ahead for us. Uh, it, when the rain comes, do you, do you look at our natural environment any differently? I do think about the birds and <laughs> how wet they are, and, you know, whether they're finding any good places to hunker down underneath heavily leafed trees or, or whatever. And it's cold out there. Mm -hmm. But really, for birds, they all have a down layer. They all have good insulation, basically. Yeah. So it's really a matter of food. Um, if they have enough food, they'll be okay. But yeah. 
So stop by like an El Farolito, pick up a burrito, see if they want anything <laughs> on the way home. I know that, uh, I, I think it was, uh, Mark was involved in persuading the city to not let people feed birds in parks, but rather in their homes, in their backyards, whether that's from a feeder or from the hand, like as is the cover of the Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill movie. Um, how do you suggest that we interact with nature a little bit closer? Is it through feeding? Is it just observation? Is there some middle ground there we could consider? Well, I think based on the fact that these parrots have been here for a really long time and they've done really well, there are about 220 birds in the flock now. Oh, wow. Um, wow. They don't need to be fed. Hmm. Uh, and there is no way for the city to legislate, you know, folks who have balconies and so forth and porches to not feed them. So there is yeah. some feeding going on. But <clears throat> in parks and open spaces and streets and driveways and, and, and things like that, you're, really, you're not supposed to feed the birds, any birds, including parrots. <laughs> um, and that makes sense to me. You know, at one point, um, after, the first, after the film first came out, there were a lot of Mark wannabes down at Ferry Park <laughs> feeding the birds things like caramelized popcorn and... Oh, goodness. And oh. sunflower seeds with salt and foods that weren't good for them. They just need and, clam chowder bread bowls. And, Everyone knows this. Right. And also they were, some of them were walking away with the birds on their shoulders and capturing them. Oh, wow. Out of the wild. And so that's why Mark, you know, basically had to yeah. go for this legislation, which was already in place, that you're not supposed to feed birds in parks. But it was just kind of reiterated for parrots and all birds. I think it makes sense, and um, I think it's been pretty successful. The, the birds are generally wary. They are canopy dwellers. They don't like to come to the ground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's good for them. Yeah. That keeps them safer. Yeah. Let's keep them safe, but let's not feed them. Reasonable. You're a bird pro. I'm taking all of my bird advice from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any good spots for watching birds? Where do you like to go aside from Ferry Park? Where else are you watching the birds at? Uh, my backyard. <laughs> I have a little suet feeder. I, I put suet out for the birds, nice. especially in the wintertime. Suet is uh, it's fat rendered with seeds it's, and other small Well, bits. it's fat and, and the kind that I get at, at Ace Hardware. <laughs> has uh, cornmeal in it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it, you put it in a little uh, cage thing. And, like a crab and they, trap. Yeah, it's like, yeah, a, a, little like trap. a brick, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like a brick. Yeah, yeah. And then they peck at it. And I love chickadees. I love house finches, sparrows. You know, there's, and there's now dark-eyed juncos that come by. There are robins. They don't eat the, the suet, though. They like the berries. I, I just... I don't know, pretty much my backyard, and then as I'm walking over the hill, I'm always looking for birds. Uh -huh. um, I don't actually do a lot of active birding, so to speak, you know, get the binoculars and go someplace. I should. I used to. We'll chat with Alan about that in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but if they're, you know, they're just in your backyard, they're on your walk to work, you don't really need to either. You're just finding them out uh, as yeah. part of your normal day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Washington Square Park has birds too. Um, I go there sometimes to just take a break, walk around the park, mm -hmm. get my eyes away from a screen, you know. There you go. Yeah. What a great existence. Yeah. <laughs> Good for all of us. Absolutely. 
Uh, I live near Mountain Lake Park, and we've got a lot of owls right now. So you do? Oh yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Come to Mountain Lake, you'll see some owls. I would love to. Dusk. Oh yeah. And you hear them too, right? You can hear them and see them sometimes. Wow, that's great. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. Well, owls are really great. You know, there's this whole thing about rat poison. We're trying to get the word out. Please don't put out rat poison because Mm. it not only kills rats, it also kills parrots, other birds. It kills skunks and, you know, raccoons and coyotes and all creatures that are wandering around that are wild in the city. Mm -hmm. So an awful lot of parrots get neurological damage from accidentally ingesting rat poison. Um, So, but owls and raptors are the solution. Mm-hmm. Oh. They eat rats. And mm-hmm. in fact, there's a nonprofit called Rats. Raptors are the solution. Rats.org. Like rats. Go there. <laughs> Learn about owls. Learn about raptors. Put up an owl, you know, put up an owl um, nest box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bring raptors to your neighborhood and stop with the rat poison my sister moved into a more rural area of santa rosa recently and we were taken aback by the number of owl boxes that were in her neighborhood so many of the neighbors had put them up on their properties to keep the owls there and to give them a fresh comfortable place to live Uh, it it was is fascinating to see that that level of um sort of spurring on the community and trying to get them to to stay there I think of a similar thing we chatted with someone a few years ago about a movie called The Invisible Mammals uh, around bats and bats uh-huh. in San Francisco as well. Uh, and where you can see them around uh, in Golden Gate Park and like you're describing your mountain lake and kind of all over the city. It's We're so blessed with riches of animals that are around us if we just slow down, take a moment, look around. Right. The coyotes are fantastic too. We have coyotes on the hill there are coyotes all over the place and they are so smart i I just love them i did a a music video uh that one of the stars of the video is uh the matriarch coyote of of telegraph hill there's one shot of her in in that video but anyway what a wonderful Well, uh, Judy, it's been just a joy speaking with you this morning about everything really natural in San Francisco, kind of blending into filmmaking as well, blending into parents. I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, and again, this Saturday uh, here at the Roxy, get tickets now or Sunday up at San Rafael or uh, And the following the week, too. The, the, fo- the yeah. whole week. I love it. I love they're like, nah, bring it back for another week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll give you the, the final word as we're about to go out here. Uh, what would you like to tell San Franciscans as sort of a final word on their Thursday morning? They're getting ready to go to work. Maybe they're thinking a little more about birds than they have in, in the last bit of time. I, I would like to invite folks back to the theater. I think it's a really special experience to sit in the dark with a, with a crowd. And we have been getting good crowds. Uh, and be, I don't know, just have that communal experience. It's it's really special and there are a lot of I've heard from a lot of people that the the women want to come to see the wild parrots of Telegraph Hill their husbands don't want to come they get dragged kicking and screaming to this film that they think they're not going to like they end up both loving it because it's not just about Mark and the parrots the parrots have taught Mark about consciousness being broader than just a human thing they have taught him about death They have taught him about fear. They've taught him about 
um, parallel characteristics that we have with birds. And so it's, it goes much deeper than the title. So I encourage you to come out and watch it on the big screen. I love the last part. Thank you, Father. I'm going to turn it out for you. Last one, last one.